This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A Republican presidential primary candidate, Nikki Haley of South Carolina, is now criticizing U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville for his hold on military promotions after the Department of Defense enacted abortion policy that goes against the Hyde Amendment. Haley spoke about it on the radio with host Hugh Hewitt. You know, I appreciate what Tuberville's trying to do. I, I do. Like, it's totally wrong that the Department of Defense is doing this. But have we gotten so low that this is how we have to go about stopping it? I mean, at what point can we not go and have, you know, Congressional members go to the Department of Defense and say, look, you have to go through Congress if you're going to do this. You can't suddenly, you know, decide you're going to do this. Don't hold, you know, don't make us have to do this. I just think it shouldn't get to this point. Tuberville has not relented in his decision to block these promotions, saying that the Biden administration has brought it upon themselves by pushing for the DOD to enact abortion policy that bypasses Congress and violates federal law known as the Hyde Amendment. The pro-abortion push from Biden has come ever since the U.S. Supreme Court issued the Dobbs decision that returns the abortion decision and lawmaking back to the states. The director of the Eagle Forum of Alabama, Becky Gerritsen, has written for 1819 News an article that praises Tuberville for his latest stance on abortion. Gerritsen says that the U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is actively circumventing the 1984 Hyde Amendment through the DOD policy that allows for a service member to have more time off and travel expenses reimbursed if they go out of state to get an elective abortion. Gerritsen says Congress makes the law and Austin is blatantly breaking the law and that Senator Tuberville is holding the DOD accountable. Gerritsen also says that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer can still get these promotions through by calling up the nominations one by one on the Senate floor for a vote, but Schumer refuses to do so in order to blame Tuberville for there being no promotions in the military. The American Civil Liberties Union filed a lawsuit against the Alabama Department of Public Health for their regulations placed on doctors and midwives that are operating in some of the state birthing centers. The ACLU is contesting the recent requirements that have been proposed by the ADPH on who must be present and operating at these birthing centers. The ACLU says the regulations are prohibitive for the mission of a birthing center, which is to provide a birthing place for mothers outside of a traditional hospital, but also not at home. The ADPH had regulations in place for birthing centers back in 2010, but they let those regulations be removed since there were no birthing centers operating or allowed in the state. That all changed when midwives were allowed certification through legislation that was passed five years ago. The ACLU says that this latest regulation from the ADPH will create more obstacles and barriers for patients and the midwives and doulas that are seeking to address their maternity needs. The Montgomery police chief has announced the name of three men who are wanted for misdemeanor assault charges when it comes to the riverfront brawl that occurred last weekend and has made national headlines. Police Chief Daryl Albert delivered a press conference on Tuesday afternoon. The victims in this case, the co-captain, Mr. Damian Pickett, and a 16-year-old who was struck by the owners and operators of the private boat. The suspects thus far have been identified as Richard Roberts, Alan Todd and Zachary Shipman. 
The captain of the Harriet II Riverboat is also telling his story when it comes to the situation that happened on Saturday. Captain Jim Cottrell called into News Talk 93.1 to discuss the melee with Joey Clark of News and Views. Cottrell says this was not a fight that had any racial component to it, despite what some media outlets are trying to portray. I hate to say it, the country's going to see this as a black and white thing, right. and that's not what it is. I mean, I know one of the one of the guys there that one of those guys apparently owns a gas station in Selma, and they've already gotten protests against that. I mean, they're going they're going to be losing part of their livelihood just because they wouldn't move the boat up a few feet. A trial has gotten underway in Opelika involving a man who was accused of shooting at police officers and killing one of them, Officer Will Buckner. The murder trial of Grady Wilkes started this past Monday with the assistant district attorney Clay Thomas reading the last words of Buckner as he lay dying at a trailer park. Three officers were there responding to a domestic violence call from Wilkes's girlfriend. Wilkes's attorney is claiming that the shooting that his client engaged in was due to mental disease and defect stemming from PTSD, bipolar disorder, and hypervigilance. The jury even heard the final words in breath coming from Buckner due to his body camera being on at the time that he was shot and fell into a drainage ditch. Lindsay Shiver was released from jail in the Bahamas on Tuesday morning after arranging for a $100,000 bond. Shiver is now awaiting her next court hearing on charges that she plotted with two other men to murder her husband, Robert Shiver. Lindsay Shiver will be wearing an ankle monitor and observing a curfew during that time. She has also surrendered her passport before release on bail. Shiver spent 19 days in jail ever since the plot to hire a hitman was discovered on WhatsApp. Lindsay Shiver was named Miss Houston County in Dothan back in 2005, and her husband Robert played for the Auburn Tigers football team. Auburn University says that the famous Oaks at Toomer's Corner are ready to get rolled ahead of football season. The Oaks have been off limits ever since two new trees were planted there six years ago. The university wanted the younger trees to get established before the toilet paper tradition resumed. Football fans have done this toilet paper rolling tradition for years now whenever the Tigers get a football victory. Toomer's Corners has seen some tree tragedy lately when the oaks were first poisoned in 2010 and some of the new oak trees that were planted in 2015 were lit on fire after a paper rolling occurred. The damaged trees have since been removed and replaced. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. The national news, the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has blocked another attempt coming from the Biden administration when it comes to student loan debt forgiveness. A judge has placed a stay blocking the Biden administration from proceeding with a rule change within the U.S. Department of Education when it comes to borrowers and their repayment of student loans. The proposal would have involved $39 billion worth of student loans. The judicial stay comes after a lawsuit was filed against the plan from the state of Texas and the Career Colleges and School Association in that state. In Colorado, a federal judge there has blocked a state law that limited the sales of guns from going into place. U.S. District Judge Philip Brimmer issued a preliminary injunction against the law this past Monday, saying that it violates precedent that was set by the U.S. Supreme Court when it comes to the 2022 ruling on Brune versus New York Rifle and Pistol Association. The state law raised the legal age in purchasing a gun to 21 and created a three-day waiting period. Brimmer did not place an injunction on the waiting period portion of this law, so that part will go into effect in October of this year. 
Well, there is a big election fraud story coming out of Michigan from the Gateway Pundit Media Group. Gateway Pundit Editor-in-Chief Jim Hoff says that they have now gained access to a police report out of the city of Muskegon regarding the 2020 presidential election. Hoff spoke about this report on Steve Bannon's war room. The two offices locally that where they were filling out these registrations, when they went into these offices, Steve, um, they found um, semi-automatic weapons, They found silencers. They found bags of these prepaid cash cards. They found um, uh, they found burner phones. And um, so so it's it's unbelievable, this story. And and we also know that this group had several offices across Michigan. We also know that this this same group and its uh, GBI strategies had offices in other swing states. Steve, they were filling out registrations. And of course, as you know, and as Gateway Pundit has reported extensively on, this is, you know, they, they need these bloated voter rolls in order to cheat and steal. Yes. And I believe that. That's, that's yes. you know, something I firmly believe. No, this it's, that's what it's, we've it's, been- it's, it's the predicate. When you get the, to get the mail-in, the phony ba- ballot harvesting, the mail-in ballots, the predicate, you got to get the phony registrations. That's what they're doing in the college towns. That's what they did in Nevada. That's what they did in Pennsylvania. That's what they've done. Right. That's, that is a predicate. It has to be done. The other thing we found is they weren't just dropping off these uh, registrations in the local offices. They were packaging them up and sending them to counties around the state. Can you imagine that this was going on? And then, and then the uh, state officials, uh, Nestle and Whitmer and, and, and Jocelyn uh, Benson, are saying that it was you know, a free and fair election and all this crap is going on. And they've never reported on this. Hoff said that funding for GBI was traced to various Democrat entities, including $1.5 million coming from the Doug Jones senatorial campaign in Alabama, which occurred back in 2017 and 2018, and the Joe Biden presidential campaign of 2020. A former senior FBI agent is pleading guilty in federal court this week to charges of illegally working for a Russian oligarch. 54-year-old Charles McGonigal was working as the head of the counterintelligence for the field office in New York City. McGonigal was also one of the agents to investigate Russian collusion allegations against Donald Trump and his presidential campaign of 2016. McGonigal has pleaded guilty to evading U.S. sanctions and employing money laundering tactics when it comes to the work and payment he received from Oleg Deripaska. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 